Welcome to the Shari Tzedek Podcast. I'm so glad you're here. Here you'll find a live recording of just about every sermon, Devar Torah, teaching, or story from our Arab Shabbat and High Holy Day services. We know that you wish you could be with us more often, and we understand life getting in the way is not a bad thing. To live Jewishly is to understand that just as important as it is that Judaism happens in the synagogue, it's even more important to live Jewishly in your home and on your way. So here we are, in your home, on your way, maybe even on your morning run. If you ever have any questions or want to continue the discussion, let one of us know, and make sure you check out our live stream and YouTube channel for more ways that Shari Tzedek is available to you on demand. Keep an eye on your shofar and email so that when you're able, you can be with us as well. Looking forward to seeing you soon. On August 7th, this past Friday, the Jewish people lost a giant, Rabbi Adin Steinsaltz. He was one of the giants on whose shoulders our people stand. Walter Reich A professor at George Washington University argues that he was among the greatest and most consequential scholars of the past thousand years of the Jewish people, putting him in the same league as Rashi, Maimonides, and Joseph Caro, the preeminent Jewish thinkers of the Middle Ages. Born in Jerusalem in 1937, Adin Steinsaltz grew up in a home that worshipped the great secular scholars of the time, Karl Marx and Sigmund Freud. But when his father hired a tutor in Talmud, an entire world was opened up to the young Adin. And it became clear that his intellect matched his insatiable hunger for knowledge. In his teenage years, he became a follower of Chabad Hasidism, one of the ultra-Orthodox Jewish movements. He studied Jewish text at a yeshiva alongside his studies of math and the hard sciences at Hebrew University. Rabbi Steinsaltz has written many books on nearly every subject in the Jewish world, but in 1965, he began the work for which he has been recognized most widely, a complete translation of the Babylonian Talmud into modern Hebrew. Over the next 45 years, he created a Talmud that was more accessible than the text had ever been, with punctuation, paragraph breaks, illustrations, and his own commentary alongside the text. This was perhaps the most ambitious effort in Jewish scholarship since Rashi's own commentary on the Talmud in the 11th century. Indeed, Steinsaltz's Talmud has since been translated into Russian, French, Spanish, and in English as the Koran edition, which I highly recommend. Steinsaltz's motto was a clever play on Moses' demand on Pharaoh, let my people know. Rabbi Steinsaltz was devoted to carving a path towards Judaism's most precious and nearly impenetrable treasures. But what is this treasure, this Talmud, to which Adin Steinsaltz devoted more than half of his life? What makes it worth his time and our time? 
Let me explain. The Babylonian Talmud, named for its origins among the Babylonian Jewish community, is a body of work made up of the Mishnah, an earlier Jewish law code and compilation, and the Gemara, a later commentary on the Mishnah. Its editorial process is believed to have been completed in the 7th century, just before the Muslim conquest of Babylonia. It is comprised of 63 topical sections, which we call tractates. It has 2,711 double-sided pages and 1.8 million words, placing it among the longest works in the history of human writing. Each tractate records the discussion of a particular issue, such as how and when to say blessings, laws concerning damages or divorce, and so on. Presented as a debate among different rabbis, each putting forth their own arguments. These rabbis, in actuality, lived hundreds of years apart from one another, but the text is constructed so as to create a narrative legal discourse. Talmudic discussion is often dry and technical, but occasionally vibrant and hilarious. Take, for example, the absurd discourses of Rabbi Meir, who was so good at arguing that he could prove the kosher unkosher and the unkosher kosher. The Talmud refers to his argumentative style as harif, or spicy, which I love so much. Take that alongside numerous puns, fables about mythical creatures, and way too many stories about bodily functions. And you have a good time on your hands. The Talmud truly contains everything. Scholars refer to it as the sea, both for its fathomless depths and the fact that every source of Jewish tradition flows into it and from it. Rabbi Steinsaltz understood that both the content and structure of the Talmud had a great deal to teach us as a Jewish people. That's why he made it his life's mission to make the Talmud accessible to as many people as possible. I'd like to share a few of those lessons for us on this Shabbat. The first one is that we should always encourage diversity of opinion. For a so-called legal text, the Talmud actually makes very few rulings, but it preserves every legal opinion. The students of Hillel and Shammai, both first century rabbis, never agreed. But the school of Hillel always won out, even to the point that the Talmud records a divine voice declaring that Hillel always won out. But the opinion of Shammai's camp always in the text, right alongside Hillel's. What does this teach us? That the outcome of a discussion is less important than the discussion itself. And the more people that participate, the more the discussion is enriched. The Talmud wants us to disagree with each other, and in fact obligates us to engage with those whose opinions differ as we defend our beliefs in good faith. The outcome of machloket l'shem shamayim, argument for the sake of heaven, will approach the truth. 
The next lesson I get out of the Talmud is that details are important. For the rabbis, everything was of significance. They spent a lot of ink on every possible scenario that a given law might need to address. This is how you end up with the question of which head a two-headed person should wear their tefillin on. Had the rabbis ever met a two-headed person? Probably not. But they had to know what Jewish law would say about it. For the rabbis, the process of determining the law was not just about keeping society running. It was about uncovering another Torah delivered to Moses at Mount Sinai by God, which the rabbis called the Oral Torah. Thus, the decisions they came to were seen to be God's will. Every decision mattered and even had a cosmic impact. People have often said, don't sweat the small stuff. But I think this pandemic that we're living through is teaching us what the rabbis already knew. The small things matter. And the details of life that didn't seem important before are suddenly apparent. We took the normal routines in our daily lives for granted. But now, even sitting across from another person, seeing someone's face can give us real satisfaction. The Talmud tells us to cherish the daily miracles we experience. Finally, the Talmud can tell us what it means to be a Jew in the modern world. In more traditional circles, the Talmud might be a blunt tool of enforcing law as much as it is an object of study. But Rabbi Steinsaltz enabled us to see the Talmud as a model for an evolving Judaism, even though he would disagree with what we as Reformed Jews choose to do. The Talmud presents us with centuries of rabbis in dialogue with each other in their rapidly changing Jewish world. With the destruction of the Second Temple in 70 CE, they had to decide what Judaism would look like going forward. The Torah was clearly intended as a set of laws for Jews living in the biblical land of Israel. The Babylonian Talmud, born out of the diaspora, took the Judaism of the Torah and made it work for any Jew anywhere. As Reformed Jews, we acknowledge that the world changes and that Judaism needs to change with it. The rabbis explained their reforming of Judaism with the concept of oral Torah so that everything they came up with could have been given to Moses at Sinai. We no longer need that justification, but we can learn from their passion and their scholarship. So I encourage each of us to take a look at the Talmud, to give it a shot. We don't have to commit to studying it every day, but we should see it as a part of our tradition. The Talmud and everything in it belongs to us. We can find sparks of divine inspiration in the Talmud, words that speak to us and elevate us in the ways that only Jewish wisdom can. This is the wisdom that Rabbi Adin Steinsaltz found in this strange and wonderful book, the Talmud. 
This is the wisdom that we can learn when we take the time to search its pages with passion and curiosity. Shabbat Shalom.